नमस्ते सो टूडेज प्रेयर रिवील्स टू अस द ट्रूथ ऑफ पर्सनैलिटी और रादर द इल्यूशन ऑफ पर्सनैलिटी वी ऑल आइडेंटिफाइड अवर सेल्स विथ सर्टेन हैबिट्स सर्टेन टेंडेंसीज सर्टेन हैबिट्स नॉट ओनली ऑफ द बॉडी बट एंड द एक्सटर्नल बींग बट हैबिट्स ऑफ थाट्स हैबिट्स ऑफ फीलिंग्स patterns of thinking patterns of emotions patterns even of willings impulsions way of life way of being way of thinking and we call it ourselves but actually it is not ourselves but a construct of nature out of universal nature because there is nothing like a separate individual nature but out of universal nature there is a selection made by the ego much like if we were standing let us say in a river we look around and uh, you know there is a portion of the river which we can see and we think this is me this is my area but actually the river is constantly changing stream and yet we identify with that little patch which is in front of us and we call it ourselves much like a house so this is the tendency of the ego it selects certain things from universal nature and calls it itself and we and others identify it as our personality but just as behind the ego self there is a true self the psychic being in man so to behind this construct that we call as our personality is a true psychic personality which develops over many births lifetimes uh, it brings out of itself the true mental all those thoughts which have been turned towards the divine have and have united with the soul in us all those feelings which have turned towards the divine and united with the soul in us all those passions and will that have turned towards the divine and united with the soul in us even the physical activities and movements and portions of the physical consciousness that have turned towards the divine and united with the soul in us begin to shape a psychic personality now that means there is a true mental true vital true physical around the psychic now a time comes when this development is complete and it is then that we say that there is a psychic being before that there is no psychic being there is a psychic essence and slowly over a period of time passing through the gates of death and birth and rebirth this psychic personality develops that is the real purpose of rebirth it is not reward and punishment but the growth of the divine essence in us so that the seed of the divine consciousness which is there as the psychic essence blossoms and brings out all the divine possibilities potential hidden within it in the form of a uh, um, psychic personality when it is over then the psychic can either withdraw forever if it likes or one of the great uh, greater beings of the overmind or some such plane can incarnate and one can be like a master upon earth or one can return back to help others or which now shubhendra has opened this door it can participate in the yoga of transformation no longer for the individual psychic beings development because there is already a psychic being now um, of which one is conscious but to participate in the transformation of nature so all these possibilities are there but first we must get rid of the illusion of personality because if we think this is me i am a name surname and a visiting card how am i going to discover i am so strongly identified with it i must disengage from this surface personality and go within in search of the true being so here she is reminding us uh, teaching us this liberation it's a prayer she has returned from karaikal back to pondicherry april 
सेवेंटीन वी रेड ए प्रेयर विच वॉज इन कराईकाल सो पॉंडिचेरी एप्रिल सेवेंटींथ नाइनटीन फोर्टीन ओ लॉर्ड ओ ऑल माइटी मास्टर सोल रियालिटी ग्रैंड दैट नो एरर नो ऑब्सक्योरिटी नो फेटल इग्नोरेंस मे क्रीप इन टू माई हार्ट एंड माई थॉट सो शी इज सेंग दैट there should be no scope of any ignorance or error that comes stands between you and this being which has been shaped for thy expression and manifestation upon earth and then she reveals step by step these truths that what could be ignorance and error which can creep in in action the personality is the inevitable and indispensable intermediary of thy will and thy forces because each one is unique in a certain sense even the selection from nature is unique because it it is it depends upon the stage of evolution one has reached also those things which in the future one has to uh, manifest um, in a way so she is saying that it the divine force acts through this personality in each one that is why it acts differently Uh, in one person it acts through knowledge in another person it acts through heart in third person through uh, the will and impulsion in fourth person through um, the physical body in different ways so there is a personality there are certain habits patterns which is an instrumental personality created by nature through which the divine force acts so she says it is inevitable so what is the error and the ignorance that she will reveal to us first of all she reveals the stronger the more complex powerful individualized and conscious is the personality the more powerfully and usefully can the instrument serve so if the personality and development is very simple very early then it cannot be a powerful instrument of the divine it will uh, lack that suppleness and that wideness which is so necessary for the expression so as we go through births the personality becomes more and more complex because we uh, each birth like we assimilate the experiences of one type of uh, personality then another then another so as we go through a process of many births and that is why in this age uh, you know there is so much emphasis that shubhendu gives on the psychic being which is not there in previous yoga so much i mean it is hinted again but not prominently there because now we see that human evolution has taken place so many millenniums so now at least there are some psychic beings ready for the last leap or at least they are on the verge of getting ready so that's why we see that now the divine is speaking about the psychic being and the psychic personality otherwise in the gita it is hinted as para prakriti jeeva bhuta or is sadharma and subhav but here we see it coming out prominently but in the vedic and upanishadic yogas the emphasis is on the divine energy the divine will the fire which is within where uh, one can say that the sparks of the fire are the psychic essence in man but still it is the divine will which is the prominent thing but here and the later on vedantic yoga buddhist yoga there is no emphasis on the true self within the upanishad speaks about antaha sharire jyotirmayo hi shubro uh, there is within us angushta matra purusha but now uh, the mother and shurbindo bring it out in uh, bold relief so the personality which is a construct of nature is necessary for the action and through development over many lifetimes it becomes more and more complex and powerful here power should not be mistaken by 
as the political power or financial power. That is very often a very crude, primitive beginnings. Hitler had that kind of power. But he had a rudimentary psychic being. Uh, but here powerful means that the capacities of nature, of the mind, of thought, of emotions, of will, all this increases and augments. Even of the physical being, the physical body can be constituted in a way that it becomes a powerful instrument of the Lord as we see in the mother's own case and uh, some others. But by reason of the very character of personality, it easily tends to be drawn into the fatal illusion of its separate existence and become little by little a screen between thee and that on which thou willest to act. Now comes the uh, word of caution and a tremendous word of caution. Because the divine consciousness is acting through a certain personality, it is quite possible that one may begin to think that this is it, the psychic, the, the personality, not the true psychic personality which is behind. One attaches oneself and identifies with this personality. It's like the divine gives a sword and I think I am the sword. No, the divine has given him and take it away, he may break it and put it apart. So this may be the illusion which can creep in and because of that one may think that it is me and it is something separate and thereby it can come as a veil between the divine and its freedom and infinity and the work that is to be done in whole creation. So this uh, is what the, which can make somebody like a guru. Um, in integral yoga it is not required. It is the mother who is the guru, the master. We are all her children. We are all like brothers and uh, sisters and kindred soul more rather than bringing in brother and sister which is very gender specific uh, let's talk about kindred souls we are all kindred souls on the path it doesn't matter we are all holding hands together on the same boat but there is a possibility that when the divine consciousness pours through a certain personality which is a construct of nature one may get attached to it and think this is me uh, whether it be a name or a certain uh, aggregate of um, movements or substance. So she says that uh, then it becomes a screen instead of allowing the divine to act. So there should be an impersonality. Uh, this is what she um, speaks of in one of her works in volume 2 that the personality itself should become impersonal. Sri says in the Gita what would be that divine personality? It would be an impersonal universality. Then she says, not at the beginning. In the beginning, you know, one, uh, it's easy to, uh, you know, because one is disengaging from the surface nature. So it's perhaps easy to remember. In the manifestation, but in the transmission of the nature, in, but in the transmission of the return, that is to say, instead of being as a faithful servant, an intermediary who brings back to thee exactly what is thy due, the forces sent forth in reply to thy action. There is a tendency in the personality to want to keep for itself a part of the forces. So when through the personality work goes on in the world, so one may be thanked, one may be uh, criticized, there may be uh, various forms that there is a return from the world 
and at that point of time one has to be very careful one may really get into this trap that yes i am an instrument yes uh, it is through me that god's work is being done and one has to one cannot be uh, more than sufficiently conscious about it one has to be abundantly vigilant so she is reminding us how it can come with this idea it is i who have done this or that i who am thanked she uses the word pernicious solution i who have done there is a very beautiful poem of uh, tagore on jagannath rath yatra and he says uh, my i mean uh, it may not be good bengali but i'll speak those four words and then i'll come to its meaning so the lord jagannath is going in the rath and everybody is Uh, you know dragging him there are symbols there are chants there are people this crowd which have gathered to see and there are lot of people going down on the on the road they are doing shastang pranam so he says poth bhave ami dev now words may be not correct you know it may be poth jane poth bujhe poth bhave but see the essence poth bhave ami dev the road is thinking oh they are going to me poth bhave ami dev rath bhave ami dev the chariot things they are going to me the murti which is there murti bhave ami dev that thing so they are going to me and what does the divine do hase antaryami now this of course tagore's mysticism but there may be a way that one can think that all these are nothing but the divine but at least we should be careful and clear that all the thanksgiving is neither to the road nor to the rath rath is the body the dev is murti is the personality the path is the path one's actions deeds so none of them really deserves the gratitude and the praise all of gratitude all glory belongs to the divine and all gratitude must go to the divine this is what one has to remember in action so she is reminding us pernicious illusion it is such a illusion from which it is very difficult to get rid of even great yogis can fall there and while going through that can suffer a fall and easily uh, get down the road obscure falsehood she is using the word falsehood it's not just an illusion it's a falsehood now are you discovered and unmasked that is the maleficent canker corroding the fruit of the action falsifying all its results this canker is the canker of ambition to be recognized for name and fame to be um, you know exalted in the eyes of others and she says this is the canker which is now showing up in the fruit so the whole fruit of sadhana of tapasya of grace cannot fully manifest there will always be something in it which will make it taste bitter because we have still held on to this illusion of personality and believe that it is i who are doing whereas the first thing geeta teaches us is that nature is the soul doer and it is i who am by th- uh, being thanked whereas the master of nature is the divine presence within so we are nowhere it is just that we are allowing these forces that's all we have to open and receive that's all which our our job is our work is if there is a work at all the more impersonal we become the more universal the more these forces can play so now she is praying oh lord oh my sweet master soul reality 
dispel this feeling of the I. This is the false I. It's a constructed I, artificial construct. I have now understood that so long as there will be a manifested universe, the I will remain necessary for thy manifestation. So she is saying, Rath will be needed, the Path will be needed, the Murti will be needed because it's a manifestation. In manifestation, there is manifestation not only in terms of spiritual thought, but also uh, mental thought, vital feeling, impulsion and the body. That's how manifestation is. Everything will be required. So it will be needed. She is not saying that all these are meaningless. But what we have to remember is to dissolve or even to diminish or weaken the eye is to deprive thee of the means of manifestation in whole or part. So we have not to do that. So what we have to do is, like in Buddhism, it is completely to be dissolved. Now if we do that, we discover the self. But here, even after discovering the self, we keep it for the sake of manifestation. Sri Ramakrishna would say, like a thin line is kept so that the bhakta can relate with the divine and get the joy of this relationship which he misses the moment he crosses over and identifies. But here there is one more step further because this personality itself, the instruments of nature itself have to undergo a transformation. That she is not revealing here. But this much she is revealing that this personality is important but don't give it the importance that it is me, it is I, it is a construct of nature through which the divine is working. So the... Bow and the arrow don't say that, oh, so much wonderful thing. It is the archer who has shot the arrow. So the archer is the divine himself. We must be just the bow and the arrow, the sword or the flute in his hands. But what must be radically and definitively suppressed is the illusory thought the illusory feeling, the illusory sensation of the separate eye. So she is inviting us to do a microsurgery. That while personality will be there, but let it, we should not be, make ourselves believe that uh, I am this, or I am the instrument, or I am being thanked. This sense of the separate eye must go. At no moment in my circum, in no circumstances must we forget that our eye has no reality outside thee. So, this is only as long as it is within the used for thy purpose that there is, it is real and true. Oh, my sweet master, my divine Lord, tear out from my heart this illusion that thy servant may become pure and faithful and faithfully and integrally bring back to thee all that is thy due. So this dasya bhav and this bal bhav, child, and the feeling of being a servant and slave. They are the great helpers. Because the moment we think anything else, I am disciple, I am a sadhak. Invariably, and worst of all, a yogi on the path of integral yoga. It brings in the ego because we have, these words have got associated with some exalted state. Oh, sadhak, somebody great. Yogi, oh, somebody with extraordinary powers. But to remember that we are a child, to remember that we are a slave of the Lord is the safety. And of course the lover and beloved. In silence let me contemplate and understand the supreme ignorance and dispel it forever. Chase the shadow from my heart. This is the shadow we must counter. And let thy light reign in it, its uncontested sovereign. So we read this prayer again.
the prayer that may this be fulfilled in us pondicherry april 17 1914 oh lord oh almighty master soul reality grant that no error no obscurity no fatal ignorance may creep into my heart and my thought in action the personality is the inevitable and indispensable intermediary of thy will and thy forces the stronger the more complex powerful individualized and conscious is the personality the more powerfully and usefully can the instrument serve this individualization of the personality is a whole practice in its own right but by reason of the very character of personality it easily tends to be drawn into the fatal illusion of its separate existence and become little by little a screen between thee and that on which thou willest to act the ego of the instrument not at the beginning in the manifestation but in the transmission of the return that is to say instead of being as a faithful servant an intermediary who brings back to thee exactly what is thy due the forces sent forth in reply to thy action there is a tendency in the personality to want to keep for itself a part of the forces with this idea it is i who have done this or that i who am being thanked pernicious illusion obscure falsehood now are you discovered and unmasked that is the maleficent canker corroding the fruit of action falsifying all its results o lord o my sweet master soul reality dispel this feeling of the i i have now understood that so long as there will be a manifested universe the i these eyes one is in inverted comma which is about the in- instrumental personality and the plain i is about the true being the i will remain necessary for thy manifestation to dissolve or even to diminish or weaken the i is to deprive thee of the means of manifestation in whole or part but what must be radically and definitively suppressed is the illusory thought the illusory feeling the illusory sensation of the separate i at no moment in no circumstances must be forget that our i has no reality outside thee oh my sweet master my divine lord tear out from my heart this illusion that thy servant may become pure and faithful and faithfully and integrally bring back to thee all that is thy due
in silence let me contemplate and understand this supreme ignorance and dispel it forever chase the shadow from my heart and let thy light reign in it it's uncontested sovereign must